0: So in terms of building your brand voice, like you may have your own, but you have to know that it lands with other people and you have to meet them where they are. And chances are that who you are and what you have to offer is going to be something that other people are interested in. And either you already have a voice and you need to figure out a a place to meet them or you have something to offer and you need to figure out your voice. Here at Kajabi, we're known for one thing, helping everyday people like you build successful businesses online. With our simple all-in-one platform, we've paved the way for over 100,000 people to create 300,000 products and collectively earn over $3.9 billion in revenue. And the Creator's Playbook podcast is here to inspire, educate, and empower you to do the same. So unlike other podcasts that highlight the glory stories of today's most successful entrepreneurs we're bringing you the real stories from real people who have created real success to give you the advice and playbook you need to succeed in today's digital marketplace so if you're someone who's looking to start an online business then allow us to be the first to welcome you home to the kajabi family
1: Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in to the Creators Playbook podcast. Today, I'm here joined by my friend Sophia Amoruso, CEO at Business Class and Investor at Trust Fund. So Sophia has done over $5 million in courses and membership sales on Kajabi alone, but she's also got quite the resume with some successful past businesses. And actually, if you don't mind, Sophia, I want to keep going on this because... Oh, not only this, but I was looking looking into this. Uh, Forbes 30 under 30, Fortune 40, uh, 40 under 40, Inc's 30 under 30, Fast Company's most creative people in business, and just to cap
0: this off, Vanity Fair's best dressed list. I don't even. I mean, I don't even get dressed anymore. I work from home, but yeah, <laughs> it was it was fun. That was fun.
1: Absolutely amazing. I don't think we've ever had a guest with such a, a list of accomplishments. So thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm really looking forward to chatting a little bit more about your playbook for brand building um, and finding your brand voice uh, as a creator. Um, but to get started, just give us all a little bit of an elevator pitch version of who you are and what
0: you do. Yeah. Yeah. So I started a company called Nasty Gal. What I did was I started a company called Nasty Gal, which was a fashion e-commerce business. This was way back in 2007. Did that for 10 years, built it to over 100 million in revenue, then wrote a book called Girl Boss about it, which you might have heard of. It spent a bunch of time on the New York Times bestseller list. And then Netflix made it a series that Charlize Theron produced, also called Girl Boss. Uh, and I'm an angel investor. Well, not actually, I was an angel investor, and I have a fund called Trust Fund. So I invest in startups. Mostly, I would have invested in Kajabi had I heard about it <laughs> sooner, unfortunately. Um, So I'm investing in anything that helps people start and build businesses, mostly software-backed. And yeah, I teach this amazing course and have this thriving membership on Kajabi called Business Class that I launched in 2020. And it's still going strong and recently just moved our entire platform onto Kajabi because Kajabi launched their communities feature, which is amazing.
1: I love it. And I definitely want to talk a little bit more about business class, but maybe yeah. just at first, uh, give give us an idea of how you decided to pivot uh, from your previous businesses into the digital product space.
0: Yeah. I mean, you don't need a warehouse to sell courses. It's amazing. Like return... Like the margins are... Insane. I mean, I think, you know, had I tried to start a course in when I was 22 years old and knew more about where to find vintage than I did about business, uh, this wouldn't have been right for me. But for anybody who has accumulated knowledge and experience and especially like unique insights that you can share um, with people, with a community, as a coach, through a course, whatever it is, a digital product makes sense. Uh, and that's why Kajabi made sense. And so I you know, spent all this time learning way more than I would really honestly like to have. <laughs> and it feels really good to pass it on now, whether it's through teaching business class and nurturing the community within business class, or through investing in entrepreneurs or just mentoring people, literally like my friend's a photographer and trying to figure out her website and I'm like please just give me your login to you know to the platform can I please just make it's like it's the most fun for me. You know it's always easier to clean other people's spaces and organize them than it is your own. It's kind of like that for me with business where I just get to harvest that and the broadest way I can do that is through a digital product like business class I
1: love that. Well, let's talk a little bit more about it. What is it? Who is your target audience? What does the product look like?
0: So, business class is a really robust platform. Uh, it's a course. So there's eight hours that I teach um, about everything from mapping your competition and you know finding product market fit and your minimum viable product to naming your brand and creating the visuals for your brand and hiring and taxes and legal and you know LLCs and C corps and S corps and all of all of the above, so that's really robust, and there's 300 pages of worksheets as well. So it's like it's something that you get to it's a, a playbook in a way, it's a workbook, and that you you know you watch the content, but that also you're workshopping your own individual business, um, while you're learning and you're doing it alongside there's over 3,500 members in business class who are in the community, which we call the lounge, um, who are also working through that content and also. Uh, Business owners who have already taken business class are coming back to refresh, to start new businesses, to refine their businesses, who can then help you because they're maybe just a little bit further along or they've spent more time with the course content. So it's kind of this awesome, virtuous cycle with the community, with the content that I've created. And then we have, gosh, over 80 hours of video interviews with me and amazing entrepreneurs like the founder of ClassPass and Damon John and Norma Kamali, and the founder of Away, um, just like I, I see in par, I don't know, just like amazing, amazing people who have expertise in so many different areas and a lot that I don't. Um, so I teach what I know and what I've watched other people, incredible smart people around me do, um, and some that I wish I had done, but also have people in there who are building all kinds of different businesses that know so much more about that specific niche than I do, that anyone who joins business class can learn from that might apply to their business. Because it's really... It's for product-based business owners. It's service-based business owners. It's remarkably broad. And when you're told to create a course, it's like niche, 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 niche down... And I had a really hard time doing that. And who knows, maybe business class could be like 10 times more successful if I was just teaching about starting an online fashion business. Um, but I felt like I had so much more to offer and what I know is applicable to a variety of businesses, um, which is why it's there for, for people who are starting everything from mushroom growing kits to you know their own real estate uh, career to... Uh, we have someone, I mean, we've like nail artists, right? Because anybody at this point is an entrepreneur, uh, side hustlers, you name it. Yeah.
1: I love that. I love that. And I guess just thinking about your target, um, is that someone who's maybe just in the early ideation phases? Do they have to have something already started to take advantage or who's it open to?
0: Yeah. Um, anybody who has an idea or a couple ideas that they're ready to at least workshop and refine, and validate. So if starting a business sounds like a fun maybe someday kind of thing, business class isn't right for you. If you know you're you're gonna start something at some point and even just want to put together a plan or even want to refine a few of the ideas that you have, then you're ready for business class. We do have students in business class who have like MBAs, which is amazing, like having testimonials from people I didn't go to, I didn't even go to undergrad. So for someone to have an MBA and say that they joined business class and got like so much out of it is really a a huge compliment. And I still do want to go to college someday, by the way. Um, But yeah, there are folks with businesses doing 20 million in revenue. And there are people who are just putting their idea together because even if you have a business, um, what business class does for you is allows you to kind of take it and audit it. Um, and you may even pivot your business after learning what you do in business class.
1: Earlier, you mentioned uh, that you were migrating or moving some of your business over to Kajabi. And so I'm, I'm interested in understanding some of the, the drivers for you and bringing this and hosting your course on Kajabi and your community as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how much Kajabi offers. So when I launched business class in 2020, there were online course platforms. And that's kind of... For the most part, that's what they did. And there were a few. And Kajabi, I think, was the newest of them. So kind of like the most maybe unproven, but also the one that seemed the most advanced and the one that was, um, I don't know, most design forward. And then eventually found... you know, They got really smart investors to back them. So then I was like, Oh, really confident that they were going to be building something that continued to be awesome. And as I watched Kajabi grow, I saw communities launch. And at that point we had the business class community was over here in the lounge. Um, our cart was over here using something else. And, uh, but Kajabi was always the beautiful kind of jewel box that, um, where the content lived, where, what is the real, I mean, at least in terms of my time and effort, like the real value in business class, because the community is a huge part of it. But like the video content, the brand, the colors, you know, know—they're being like a player that looks good and it just doesn't look like an afterthought where it's just like a Notion document with some videos plopped in. Like a lot of the platforms kind of look like that. And I wanted it to look like a portal. And that's why I chose Kajabi for the course portal, which is what we called it. But now everything is Kajabi. And everyone's already had a login to the course portal. So when Kajabi introduced Communities, it was just like, Oh wait, they don't have to have 2 logins. That is such a better experience. And while Kajabi Communities is new, I've been able to submit feedback in my team and they've been iterating very quickly and taking that feedback from us and other customers into account and uh, and introducing new features. So it's really fun to just watch it like grow right in front of your eyes. So it just felt like a total win-win to give our community an experience that was holistic in a place that was rapidly iterating and creating really interesting things. And also a place where we have a lot of creators. We have a lot of, you know, course creators and educators in business class. I mean, anybody can teach it, can teach a course at this point, really talked about real estate agents, right? They're real estate agents with massive knowledge, whatever, info, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> online courses. So Kajabi is also a place where I recommend them to go if that is what they're doing. If they're in business class and they're thinking about starting an online coaching or course um, platform or community, it's so easy for them to or just stay in Kajabi and keep doing that because it's what we use.
1: Well, I know we're going to get into your playbook in a minute here, but just quickly... Given that you have such a successful business with a community, any strategies that you found to be effective in fostering engagement with your community, whether on social media or within the business class community?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, talk to people wherever they are, right? Like, I One of my former investors was the co-founder at Reddit. And I actually built a little... It was kind of like LinkedIn for women. It didn't go very far. It was my second company called Boss. It was an amazing business, but the technology... Didn't obviously didn't replace LinkedIn. That's very, no one has. Um, but he told me like you have to seed the community. So when we migrated, even though we had over 3000 folks in uh, the lounge, it was on a different platform. So we invited some beta users to come over and give us feedback and how we were organizing the platform and the content and the different, you know, clubs and, You know, where they found the course content and how they interacted with one another, if it was all self explanatory. And again, we gave that feedback to Kajabi in places where we weren't able to affect that change. But to have a platform that's seated, even with just a few people before people start joining so that they're able to model the kind of interaction that's happening on the platform as they join makes your job a lot easier because they're just going to do what they see in terms of building community. It's like, you know, the community that I've on my own social channel is what I want to mirror inside of the platform. And that means that, you know, I and my team are responding to people within the platform. It means that sometimes, you know, it's like Jasmine, who's our kind of community, you know, she's DMing with them and uh, we have workshops, but some of the workshops never end. Like the moderators like stay and continue to answer questions well after it's over. So... It's like over delivering and treating, you know, meeting people where they are, um, and showing modeling yourself through the community that, uh, what it is that you want other people to, to do, and then also to seed your community, however you can, even if it's with free users in the beginning, um, to also model what it is that you want the rest of your community to be doing
1: absolutely amazing and it makes perfect sense uh, it's not really a community until there's a community there to join um yeah.
0: well
1: give us uh give us a just a i, I kind of spoiled this earlier in your intro but tell us a little bit about the success you've had so far whether monetary scale impact however you yeah. uh, measure success since you've been move, since you've been on Kajabi
0: yeah it's amazing how you know it's like i've i've scaled my impact by like inspiring people over the years wrote a book and been out there and was on you know the lists and stuff that you mentioned, that's cool. Inspiring people's cool. And then being able to model that is also cool. But actually sharing what I know um is a really powerful thing. Being able to do that at scale digitally is like nothing I've ever experienced, right? I, I shipped clothing. So I guess I dressed people at scale. But doing that with knowledge like changes people's lives in a way that I've never really kind of witnessed before. Um so yeah, I mean our first launch our first launch did i think a million in revenue through kajabi um and i used like a really traditional launch like framework whatever you want to call it it's a webinar launch like it's not the most glamorous i didn't reinvent the wheel i was tired of trying to invent wheels with businesses like you know it's like i was like these people are killing it some of it's like not my style but teaching something for free sounds awesome you know went through the whole typical webinar funnel, ran ads thing and the retargeting thing. And I'm sure you have plenty of people who have uh, talked about this on this podcast and many, many people using Kajabi to run webinar funnels, but just studied the best, you know, uh, looked at what they were doing, how they were doing it. Um, a lot of them were using Kajabi. And, uh, and yeah, so from there... You know, it's, it's been profitable since day one. I don't have investors. It's very much like a bootstrapped business, I guess, back to my origins because Nasty Gal, I bootstrapped to almost 30 million in revenue um, back in forever ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, 3,500 students and just amazing testimonials. You know, people going from like zero to, I don't know, 100,000 in sales or more, or someone's gotten like, I don't know what the number was, but just like, it was like, $50,000 in grants, like just applying for grants, right? Like, um, press, like, you know, it's like, not everything is possible to, to quantify in terms of the kind of progress people make when they join business class and with the testimonials and like the effusive way that people, you know, talk about business class and DM me. It's like, that's, that's a, that's a number I don't need a number in that regard to know, um, how big of an impact it's making.
1: Well, I think it is very apparent to any of our listeners, the credibility that you have and the level of expertise that you come to in this conversation. But let's start talking about your playbook on building your brand voice for creators. Um, help us break that down into some type of actionable steps that we can take. Like even, even for me as someone who's also kind of starting my own little side gig, if you will, Um uh, I, I kind of want to hear your your approach to yeah. building that brand, vo- brand voice.
0: Totally. Um, for some reason, brand voices have always just kind of come out of me. Like it just, I have my voice, but I also, and I I don't just say what I think I like or think people would like. I I look at what they're doing and where they're shopping and who they're watching and who they're following. So, um, in terms of building your brand voice, like you may have your own, but you have to know that it lands with other people and you have to meet them where they are. And chances are that who you are and what you have to offer is going to be something that other people are interested in. And either you already have a voice and you need to figure out a a place to meet them, or you have something to offer and you need to figure out your voice. Um, I am, I don't know if I'm lazy or smart or time strapped, but I spend a lot of time looking at what other people are doing and I don't copy any of their voices But I also look at who's following them and who my competition might be and the culture of the people who I would want to be my ideal customer. So for example, with business class, I might follow another course creator and see who's following them. Who's excited about this product? Who's buying from them? What are their testimonials, right? Like, What are the testimonials that I want to engineer? Okay, now how can I write my sales page and my social content and my ads to mirror that, right? And to say like, this is what I'm doing based on what it is I know that people are expressing that they want. Um, and think about their aspirations. So wh- who are they following? Like who are the, f- the customers of the people you want to sell to following? Like who do they admire? Where are they going on vacation, Right. What music are they listening to? Are there cultural references and puns that you can infuse into the copy that make them feel like, oh, this person gets me, right? Because what you want is for people to feel like they're landing in a place where you get them. Um, I met a CMO, Chief Marketing Officer once who said, great brands give people permission to be themselves. And if you're able to create a brand that does that for people that doesn't pander to them, but it's aspirational enough where they feel like they're meeting themselves, but they're meeting like their ideal selves. And then they feel really good about themselves. Almost like you're giving them a compliment because they feel welcomed. But also it's like what you're building is just a little bit elevated enough to where they're going to be like, Oh, well, thank you for inviting me here. You think I'm like this? Well, I want to be, so I am. I'm going to buy her. There's a lot of psychology to that. So I think it's just figuring figure out who they are, like, and then talk to them, right? So research them, but then also talk to them. When I was building business class, I had something, everything's aviation themed business class. I had something called a test flight group. Um, and so as I was creating the content, as I was writing the landing page copy, you know, creating the voice, all of the collateral for the brand, I had this awesome group of business owners who I was bouncing it off of. They did it for free um, because they got access to the course for free. And I was building something around their needs. And I also wanted to make sure that the voice and all the copy of what I was doing landed with them because if it landed, landed aviation, if it landed with them, chances are it would land with other people who were like them, who might also like business class and find value from it. Um, so we had regular meetings and I got their feedback, right? Like, so it's like gathering it from sources that are kind of external and then talking to the real people who are or would be your customers. And then finding all the places that you can apply that when you're writing your website copy, when you're writing your social copy, when you're naming your program or whatever it is so that it reflects back what it is that the people you want to purchase your course or, you know, hire you as a coach. So it engineers their mindset into, okay, this is for me.
1: So we've talked about finding out who your prospective customers are, figuring out who they follow, researching them and understanding what their, what your competitors or potential competitors are doing, bringing that, that core kind of focus group into your brand. And once we do that... Like, what's the next step to like really defining that brand voice? Once you've got your your cohort in place and you're you're working mm-hmm. on building everything,
0: mm-hmm. it's just a matter of refinement. It's testing. So you know, with everything that I do, it's I write it twice and I'm able to test a headline and test an image And because images are brand. I mean, it's visuals, but it's also the voice, right? I mean, you can call either of them voice. It's your brand, so. Um, whether it's a statistic that you're showing or a testimonial that you're highlighting um, or a specific image that illustrates something could be the size of text right that's not voice but what you emphasize is your voice so the hierarchy of messaging is important to think about um and to get to a place that I mean it's like conversion is everything you know that's something like you learn in e-commerce that I don't haven't seen in the online course world as you know hardcore as I've seen through, you know, I mean, yes, there's like retargeting messages and whatever, but like the level of depth that e commerce businesses go to to test and personalize and automate is pretty bonkers. Um, and that's like the most fun. If you are a creator, like you want to be in the weeds. So spending time testing your messaging, um, it's something that I did on eBay, right? Like I tested thumbnails and on eBay. When I y- y- there was no like mechanism for that, you could change the 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 image, the thumbnail of a listing um, anytime until there was a, a a first bid on the item. Hmm. And if there were things that didn't get bids very quickly, and I thought they were like awesome, and the thumbnail wasn't landing, I would sit at my computer. And it's been like okay, it's been like six hours. Like this thing should be a hit. I would change the thumbnail, make it like a different silhouette or whatever, make it a different silhouette or whatever. of the person re upload it and do that with all of them until I couldn't anymore to hopefully get people like, if it's not landing for one person, it's not landing for everyone. So just like, I know Mr. Beast does that with like his thumbnails. It's like a thing, right? Just like people are obsessively um, doing this on different platforms. And it's like, how can you be a freak like us? And what can you optimize with your voice but also with your messaging, so that you know that it's landing for people.
1: Yeah, I think I think you've really brought that into a great place uh, to close that out. Just just thinking back over that one more time, uh, maybe in your own words, like uh, just read it back to me, and I'll give it to you first, so you have it fresh on your mind. Number one, who are your prospective customers? Number two, figuring out who are they following. Number three, doing your research on the people that they follow. A four, talking to them and really bringing them into your brand building process. And finally, refining and testing.
0: So when you're building the brand voice for your brand, there's a few things that you want to do. The first thing is obviously identify who these people are. Who are these customers? Who are your ideal customers? And where are they hanging out? So go find them. You can find proxies for this, even if you don't have customers. Go on a competitors, would you be competitors or your idols? the course creator that you want to be some days, Instagram, website, newsletter, join the newsletter, buy their course. It's a write-off. It's called business development, right? It's going to save you so much time seeing how other people think and talk because they understand the psychology of the person that is likely going to be your customer. So there's a lot to learn there. And then go find the people who follow them and then go down the rabbit hole. Where are where are they hanging out? Who are they following? What are their ideals? Where are they going on vacation? Just kind of like saturate yourself in their world. And maybe there's certain language. Maybe their gen, I don't even know what the youngest one is anymore, honestly. But like maybe, maybe there's like some slang lingo, like that they are using or um other cultural cues you can use that to, to imbue into your brand voice. Something that makes them feel like, oh, wow, I'm really welcome here. Okay, so now you found them. Well, you need to talk to them. And that's honestly the scariest part for most people. Most people don't want to talk to their customers, potential customers. They are afraid to get feedback. And even if you don't have something to get much feedback on, that's okay. You can still talk to people. When I was building business class, I had something called a test flight. Um, and so I got together this group of small business owners, women, all kinds of different businesses. There was probably about eight of them. And as I was creating the copy for the landing page and even um, some of the course materials, I was bouncing it off of them. I'm saying, like, do you get this? Is this interesting or inspiring? Do I just, I think this is funny? Cause half the time that's probably the case. We can be in our own like echo chamber thinking that like other people get what we're saying because we're the expert, but actually you got to often like, Dial it back a few notches so that someone who hasn't taken your course yet understands what it is that you're talking about. And then refine, right? So once you've refined with that small group, you have an opportunity to go refine on a broader scale. So on eBay, when I was doing that, I was constantly optimizing my thumbnails for my eBay auctions um, to see like, okay, like if someone's not clicking on this, I need them. And that was like... There's software for that now like there's software for everything now. Um so seeing, you know, you can use things like uh Hotjar for heat mapping, there are different, you know, tools you can use for A/B testing to see where people's people are dropping off your site, where they're hovering, what they're clicking on. I think Hotjar is something called rage clicks where people are like really angry and it's not working. Like you can see where people are rage clicking, hopefully nowhere because you've tested your entire site. But you know that your brand voice and your copy isn't landing if people are dropping off at a certain part in the page um or if you're getting questions in your inbox like what is this like voice is great but sometimes people can be too voicey and it's just fun omg lol bestie we're going to go on the ride of a lifetime wheels up it's business class buckle your seatbelt what is it you know, I could do that all day long. It's the most fun, all the airline puns. You have to be really sure that your voice also is paired with a copy that articulates what it is that you're doing and who it's for so that people can see themselves there. Um, they feel like they belong there, but they can also very quickly see what it is uh, that that you're offering to them.
1: Well, I can't wait to take and just kind of run my own little side gig, if you will, through the, through this, the same lens here. I think that there is a ton of actionable insights that we can all take away. Uh, from what you've given us here today. And now just to kind of pivot a little bit more, just thinking back to yourself, maybe when you just got started and maybe some of our listeners on this podcast who are just in that early stage, um, just getting, uh, you know, thinking about maybe jumping into this world of online business, digital course creation. uh, What advice would you have for someone who's like maybe just starting today?
0: I mean, I just say like, bury yourself in everything, immerse yourself in everything. Um... Look at everyone, just be a complete like snoop. Um, <laughs> and know that those people didn't know there was a time where those people didn't know what they knew, both what they're teaching. They weren't always an expert, they made themselves an expert. Nobody, most people weren't even told they were experts. They just got to log into Kajabi and like realize they were. So everybody has like, you know, figured out how to seem like a thought leader. And even if no one else has told you, you are one chances are, you are one watching how other people have presented themselves and shaped themselves into them, whether it be through the products that they're creating, you know, on the Kajabi platform or elsewhere, or on their social channels, like, you know, what can you learn from that? Not who they are. You don't want to be anybody else, but like, what are the tools they're using, the mechanisms they're using, the psychology that they're baking in to their copy. How are they articulating what it is that they have to offer? And what can you learn from that? Because obviously, obviously it's working for them. Like you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like people think I'm, wow, I sold clothes. Like like nothing I've done, you know, has been the combination of things at Nasty Gal, for example, felt really radical but none none of the things individually that I did building a fashion brand that people were obsessed with. None of those things individually were really that special. So figuring out like what that, what those ingredients are that can make what you're doing special. And you're obviously a huge part of it. um, But how you do it is the other part of it is, is more important than doing something like completely radically. You know, actually that's really hard and probably won't work because obviously it didn't work for anybody else.
1: Yeah, I think that's so true. And something that so many of us, including myself, get caught up when you're you're thinking about the business ideas that you want to pursue. You're just waiting for that one magical thing that's going to, you know, be that epiphany that fireworks go off. And you know, there's a lot of great business um and a lot of amazing ways to make money that don't necessarily involve some type of brilliant idea or some unheard of idea. You can make money selling pizza. You can make money. Like I think always think back of uh, with those guys who ended up doing the, the junk pickup service, like trash hauling and turn that into a massive empire. Huge, huge. Yeah. Yeah. So many opportunities out there.
0: So many, and what's so powerful? And I mentioned eBay. You know, it's like I, you know, I started Nasty Gal's a vintage store on eBay. I didn't go through the whole story here. Was that like that was one of the only platforms that could turn someone like me or you didn't go to college, whatever, into an entrepreneur? Right? Like you couldn't just become a podcaster. You couldn't just create an online course. There were no payment systems. There was no Venmo or like you know, there was PayPal there's PayPal and eBay. So, like let all these software people do the inventing so that they can create platforms for people like us to start businesses without having to know what they know. It's an incredibly powerful thing. It changed my life. It's like what Kajabi's building is what eBay did for me and I'm going to like cry about it. It's like the kind of stuff that I invested in and it's like it's wild, like the scale that Anybody can start a business today. Like it was, I was, it was, it, I found this one stupid thing called eBay and took it way further than, you know, most people did. But like the amount of money people are making on platforms like Kajabi is bonkers. Way, I mean, 5 million is like silly compared to like Brendan Burchard and all these other people. It's like, <laughs> it's like my least, it's like my, it's an accomplishment, but <laughs> it's like, this is my home. This is my, my home with, you know, my my home bootstrap business. Like, you know.
1: Well, speaking of just the the future... Oh,
0: sorry. Did I cut you off? Nope. Nope. I just got
1: emotional. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Well, I mean, obviously, $5 is a massive success in its own right. Um, But speaking of the future a little bit, any any plans that you
0: have? Any upcoming launches that you want to share with us?
1: Anything that we should be aware of?
0: I mean, the exciting thing is the thing that's just happening. And we just did it. We just migrated all of business class onto the Kajabi platform. Um, we have a lot of new members who are joining and they're kind of re- repopulating you know, the lounge or community. So they're defining like what that place looks like together. So anyone who joins as a member of business class today gets to do that along with them. But I think it's just like the excitement is building out this incredibly rich little ecosystem um, alongside and with and for entrepreneurs on the platform. Um, You know, business class used to be cohort-based where it was just launch. We launched twice a year, doors closed, and then came back and you bought the course and the community was part of it. And you got lifetime access. We learned that business class was like, the community was a huge, huge part of it. And so we turned it into a membership and that's like very recent. So in addition to consolidating everything onto the Kajabi platform, uh, business class is a membership that you can join anytime. Whether or not that was a good financial decision, the launch model works just for the record. is It's to be seen <laughs> if not having the urgency of a launch model works. But I want business class to be available for people year-round, which is why we did it. Um, and Kajabi is built for memberships and the community is active year-round. So it made the most sense for us. It's very new. It's a different business model. So we're just still figuring it out. And when I say we, I say me and one other, one full-time employee, just that's what it takes to run a business on this platforms, is bonkers. That's what's new. And
1: <laughs> it's pretty cool. Well, yeah, that's very exciting. I know many of our listeners are definitely within this these early, early stages of setting up their business, maybe even in the later stages and could still take a ton of advantage of all of the learnings that you have to share. So... Um, for anyone who's interested, uh, of course, we'll have the information in the show notes, but I'll also give you the opportunity, Sophia, if you just want to plug any particular social media landing page, anything you want to send them to. You can join business class at businessclass.co.
0: Um, if you actually are building software, invest at trustfund.vc. And then my name's really long, so you can just read the notes. It's Sophia Maruso on all the social platforms and LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram are where I'm most active. Awesome. Well,
1: thank you so much, Sophia, for taking time out of your day to share with us. It was great uh, chatting with you about your playbook. i um, really excited to see what comes uh, with your transition over to Kajabi and this new update to business class. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, that is all we have for you, our listeners today. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks again.